Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we will be covering the age-old classics of what we've been playing, the news, and our main topic that we are going to try and tackle today is things that annoy us in board games. Yes, those little things that just, you know, you just they, aren't, they don't ruin the game, but they just make it less fun. Yeah, and, and we're talking board game-specific stuff, like player counts or yeah. mechanisms. That Not talking about people in board games. I believe we covered that in one of our very first couple shows there, so feel free to go back and listen to that on, our, on, our pod, pod, on any podcast site. All right, so let's jump into it. What have we been playing? We actually have played the exact same games this past week, so I guess I'll start with Viral. Got to try Viral out. And this game is an area control style game. You have basically the organ systems. You got stuff like the brain and the heart and the lungs, intestines, stuff, kidneys. kidneys, liver and pancreas, you know, stuff like that. And the goal is you are playing as bacteria or really you're playing as viruses. I think they might say bacteria, but I think it's meant to be viruses. Either way. You are trying to infect this poor creature that yep. you're taking over by placing your little tiles down. And you take over the area by having the most tiles. There's a bunch of rounds in the game. So whoever at the end of the round has the most tiles in that area scores points. Um, the way you put your characters down or you move your characters around is by card playing. So you have a deck of cards with an area and you have a deck of cards with actions on them. You, there are two turns in, in one round. You pick, your, you pick your turns out. You pick the area you're going to go to and the action you're going to do in that area. And then you do it again. And then you play those as you go through the, player, the, the order of players. And you kind of see what happens. Yeah. it was uh, So there's some deck building. You're going to add four cards as yep. you play the game. As, as you, you score at, points. As you score points. Some people didn't get high enough to score, to get all four <laughs> cards. Uh, we played a five-player game. It was rated for two to five. Uh, consensus was that five people was too many. Too many, yep. Uh, it just, there's a lot of take that in that game, or not really take that, but uh, if you do certain movements, people can't do anything. That's the thing, is that I had multiple times where it happened uh, that I had no turn. Because somebody had done something that meant that I just couldn't do anything in that area anymore. There were a couple times it worked out okay where, like, you could still do something somewhere. But it, it was very easy to get stuck. Yeah, so the cards had uh, either blue symbols on them or white symbols. Yeah. The blue symbols mean you had to do that action where you were or with the card that you laid down. And you had to have a virus there to do that. And the white actions meant you could do it anywhere you had a virus. Yeah. And I found it was, well, it was always the ones where it was a specific location is where you would get cut off from your turn. Yeah, I had a couple where it was, I could only do it where I was. And I was like, okay, we'll just do it here. And then something would happen that I'd have no guys there anymore. And now, well, I have no guys to lay down. So what am I going to do, right? Yeah. yeah. And so there's the different organs and they're all connected by... Uh, the veins, circulatory system circulatory system which apparently i don't understand completely you, you had no idea what the arrows meant we were like dave you can't you can't go that way the arrows don't work like that and he's like what do you mean 
it's a two-way street in your body. We, in this my is opinion. like grade seven knowledge. Yeah, I might have missed that year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But so yeah, so there was that. So there was a lot of planning on your movement specifically, and you know if you didn't get that piece down, which I regularly screwed up during the game, mm-hmm. it it hurt for later on in the game. Yeah. Or later on in your turn, right? Yeah. Uh, as a mechanism. I like the play of the two cards. I don't know if I like that you couldn't change it. Up. You had to pick them both. I think it would have been nice to be able to like choose your cards, play that round, and then make your second choice. Because a lot happened in that first round where, or first turn where you'd be like, oh, shoot, now I have no second turn, right? Yeah. I actually meant to watch a rules video on it afterwards to see if we, we were played that right. messing something yeah. up. Because the other piece was your turn order was decided upon... Your scoring. On your scoring. So yeah. the lowest score went first, which in a lot of games that helped. That's pretty normal. In this game, I found if you went first, everybody just dislocated everything you were trying to do for your second piece of your turn. Yeah, but I feel like the same for the last place person. I was I spent a lot of the time actually pretty high up on the scoreboard somehow. Uh, yep. I certainly didn't know what I was doing. But that meant that I went last or second last most of the time. And sometimes I've had it, or I had it where... By the time it got to my first turn, I had nothing to do, yeah. right? So it, I in general with this game, I think I'd like to try it again. Because we also didn't play the scoring rules properly where you have to have a virus in every area, every organ. Every organ in each, each zone, yeah. Yeah. So we, we did screw up the rule that way. So maybe that would have changed how many points we were getting, how, like, what it, how we would have played. Yeah, I... In general, I think I like the game. I didn't like certain aspects of it. Yeah, there were certain things that just felt a little clunky yeah. or that just didn't didn't provide a fun gaming experience. Yeah, there were you know, I, I like games where you look around and everybody's having fun, everybody's yeah. smiling. There was times where I was looking around and there was definite people that weren't having fun with the game. Yeah. You know, and were frustrated by the game and I don't like that. Yeah. Uh so that was viral. Uh, I'm interested in trying it again, but with less people. Definitely less people. Uh, yeah. The other game we played uh, was one that I really, really enjoyed. It was called Dice Hospital. Yes. Uh, it's a Kickstarter game from last year. Uh, one of the guys picked it up. Somebody was selling it on Kijiji, and it was so good. That game was a blast, honestly. Uh, so the gist of it is you have a hospital... The patients are dice. You're trying to manipulate those dice to get them to six Seven. plus one. Yeah. Uh, so you get them to six and then one more, and then and then you discharge them. If they get to less than one, they pass away, and you lose points. Uh, each turn, you're drafting three new patients, so your hospital fills up very fast if you don't know what you're doing. Very, very fast. Uh, the dice are ra- rated on the ambulances that you're drafting from. Uh, they go from lowest lowest pips to the highest pips. Uh, if you draft one of the lower ambulances with yep. the harder-to-cure people, you get first choice as into a specialist or another room in the hospital. Yep. Uh you start with three nurses, or three nurses slash doctors. They don't really say what they are. I, I believe think they, they say co- nurses. I think they say the white ones are nurses, and then the specialists you pick up are doctors. Okay. Because they do a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah and so each specialist gives special ability like you can cure if you're curing the right color dye you goes up twice or you do two of that color yeah it's a it's there's a little bit of like engine builder almost where you try to do the things that allow you to do other things yeah it's, yeah i would say there's some engine building there's uh drafting there's dice manipulation definitely worker placement like i'd say uh, this game is at, a worker placement game at heart the, at, at its core is a worker placement yeah. but this is one and i know i've mentioned not enjoying worker placements as much this is one that i actually had a blast with yeah on like first of all it's not the only thing that you were doing in the game right there was other things you were doing other than just placing your workers yep but at the core that's still what it was and i had a blast i think mainly because all of the worker placement was being done on my own board. Like there was no spots where people could block me, right? The only time I got affected was when one of the uh, event cards got turned over and it was like, you can't use this guy today. Yeah. Uh, it, it had a very early ons feel or altiplano feel where you do your main actions, but then you, you have a planning phase where you're putting your nurses and doctors yeah. out to manipulate those dice to, to either cure them or make them worse. Uh, any dice you don't do anything with they get sicker imagine that yeah right (laughs) it follows yeah it was yeah it was just a really nice mechanism and a lot of simultaneous action to it so the game was was really quick quick. like with the teach i think we were under an hour yeah Uh, i think if we played it again i would think 30 to 45 minutes even quicker because for sure our first turn was like not quick well, we took turns the first turn going through it just to make sure Trying everybody to understood. Trying to figure out what we were doing, yeah. Make sure your brother wouldn't cheat. And... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's who we were concerned about. I think everybody, first turn I remember everybody was done and they're like, okay, everybody ready? And I'm like, no, I haven't placed my first worker yet. Hold yeah. up. But then after that, it got really quick. And I really liked the mechanism of this game. Everything felt very smooth. It followed in order. Even though, you know, people who took the, you know, the certain ambulances got extra things, I never felt like I was falling behind because of it. Yeah, um, like... Honestly, there was no real penalty to the game, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you pick a lower ambulance, you get first choice. But there's six things you're choosing from, so there was always something that was going to help you. I, I never drafted anything that I went, uh, what am I going to do with this? No, there was one room I drafted specifically for the next turn. I used it just once. Yeah. But it worked so well, because I, I healed three people up completely, like discharged three people with that one move. So it was totally worth it. Yeah, and I... I had a couple of specialists that worked specifically with yellow dice and I used them to cure a lot of yellow dice, mm-hmm. but by the end I didn't have any yellow dice for yeah. them to use, you know? That's uh, why I liked, I had a couple that were just like heal any one and then heal another one of this certain number, right? Yeah. So it didn't matter what color it was, which really was helpful. Um, so I, I really enjoyed this game. I definitely played again. I'd love it if we could get it. Although it's extremely expensive. It, for what you're getting, it's it's pricey. It's uh, I'll talk about it in a minute, but it's uh, the expansions are on Kickstarter, so it is available right now, uh, where you can get the base game plus the expansions. But it's uh, from it's in pounds, so the exchange rate is brutal. I think I can imagine the shipping's nuts too. Shipping isn't bad. Like, not I haven't seen a Kickstarter that has really ridiculous shipping. Although one I looked at today was like fifteen dollars, and that's really <laughs> high for a Kickstarter and that's even some of the bigger ones I've seen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
probably the highlight of the two games was dice. Definitely. That was a nice one to follow up with. It was a lot yeah. of fun. It is a two to four player game. So one of our mom had to sit out on that one, but yeah. we all had a good time. But she was instant, instantly interested yes. in wanting to play it. Yes. And left the table so she didn't play over somebody's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> which we appreciated. Uh, but yeah, Dice Hospital, if you get a chance, I, I strongly recommend it. I don't know why why somebody sold it but yeah hey, right thank you for selling it thank to a friend you of ours so much <laughs> so that's the two games we played this week uh coming weekend hopefully get a couple more in and uh see yeah Go from there i'm actually i'm on a pretty good streak of playing games i think you are so so you are listening to board on the air on cfcr i'm david and i am shay and we are now going to the self-proclaimed award-winning news. At least you, you know, clarity there. Good. Yep. We don't, we aren't actually award-winning. Yet. Soon though, you know, <laughs> eventually. It's a matter of time. Uh, what's the newspaper thing that does the best of Saskatoon? Uh, Planet S. Planet S. Yeah. Now that uh, Comic Chat has uh, moved <laughs> owners, we have a shot. Of course. <laughs> Okay, lots of news this week, uh, and as we, as I said last week, Gen Con's coming up, so we expected this. Uh, Yugastrel Chronicles is getting a new edition. This is a European game. I haven't seen it over here, I don't think, uh, but it sounds like it is coming to North America. Uh, one to five player co-op. You are Norse gods, and you're trying to keep evil at bay. Uh, it's got a campaign mode. It's uh, 50 pages or 50 campaigns. So there's some some weight to this one. Uh, looks really cool. Underwater Cities, uh, newer game, the last couple months, is getting a second print. Uh, but they're adding the Biodome expansion to it. So if you got the first print, you didn't get the Biodome, the second print, you will. Uh, if you did want that Biodome, though, uh, BGG Store does have that. Nice. So you're not locked out and... Er- you have to buy a new copy and sell your old copy. Yeah. that's what uh, That was going to be my question is like, so can we just get the expansion? Yes. I, awesome. I checked that out. Cool. A uh, new one coming out, uh, Unmatched Battle of Legends, Volume 1. Uh, looks very similar to Dice Thrones, only they're using historical characters-ish. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, Medusa... A bunch of different characters from different genres and stuff and throwing them together and saying, hey, what works? Okay, interesting. <laughs> it looks like card drafting. Uh, I didn't see any dice rolling, but I didn't look that closely. Uh, looks neat. And a lot of people are talking about it. Cool. Uh, Santorini, a uh, board game from Roxley Games, uh, where you're building Greek buildings basically okay. it's like four levels like and then you have to put the dome on top patheons and that yeah patheons yeah. and stuff right uh it got an app version last or this week or last week cool. and haven't played it yet but uh i've always wanted to play the game i've seen people play it it's a two-player strategy you can play up to four but it really shines at two i think cool and, and then you get god powers to make it sort of asymmetrical and looks solid neat a uh, game me and Jordan played one night was War Chest. Uh, you're on a thin grid against each other. It's it's a 1v1 or a 2v2. We played 2v2 that night. And so basically, we split our army in two. 
and each your army is uh coins and nice coins nice metal coins cool and each army piece is like archers or berserkers or there's a bunch of different ones and they all have different powers uh so they're bringing out a new expansion and it's supposed to be available at gen con and more coins different shaped coins this time which i don't know how that's gonna work because you're reaching into a bag to pull them out Oh, so different shaped coins in a bag. You'd be able to tell what you're bringing out. Yeah, that that seems like a great way to cheat. (laughs) It did not make a whole lot of sense to me. Okay. Uh, Shards of Infinity is getting expansion. This is a game I played one afternoon uh, and really neat mathy ish game. Mm. Uh, But the math in it is you have characters you're putting into areas for area control gotcha and you get bonuses if their numbers match uh the numbers that are out which flip over and they change and so you're adding pluses and minuses to these numbers with these cards to try and create these math equals to get extra bonus points okay uh not the best explanation yeah i was gonna say it doesn't make me want to play that game (laughs) but it was a really good good game i i we all really enjoyed it I, I, I think you might like it. Mm. I do enough math in school. Yeah, but you can <sighs> add one and take away one. And I mean, yeah. There's but... no percentages involved. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Quest for El Dorado. Uh, card game or a deck building game where you're moving around a board trying to get from the beginning to the end is getting an international edition that looks pretty uh, pretty nice. Like they've okay. uh, updated the art and stuff. Uh not sure where all it's coming out because <laughs> there is some little line that said for where Ravensburg isn't. <laughs> so I don't know what, what? that means. Uh, Ravensburg is a game company. Well, I know and... who Ravensburg is, but what does that mean where they're not? Yeah, I didn't understand that, but I hope it comes. Uh, good game. Uh, one of uh, Margot's favorites, I think. And we played it with her and really enjoyed it. Uh, AEG is organizing a game night. Apparently they do this every year at Gen Con. And so now they're trying to bring this to the masses and board game, uh, or local board game stores can contact them and they can get access to four games that are about a month away. Cool. And they're calling it AEG Big Game Night. Uh, and so one is Point Salad, one is an expansion for Smash Up. And I didn't recognize the other two, but you can get some pre-release board game night. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's a neat idea. It it is a good way of them, like, demoing games, right? So that they have an idea, like, if if they have people saying, like, hey, this game sucks, maybe change something. They can say, hey, we're going to push back the release and just fix something. At four weeks out, those games are ordered and shipped. I mean, yeah. Right? Uh, As we talked about, Dice Hospital has some expansions on Kickstarter. You can get the base game. You can get the expansion. Uh, expansion comes with three modules that you can add in piece by piece or all of them at the same time. The neat one that I saw was uh, you get pink dice, and if they have a baby, you get two little dice. <laughs> it, just, it, it sounds cute, but I like the fact that they're different sizes. And That's you have really to, neat. <laughs> something about curing them all or something to get. Uh, I, I, I never looked that closely. I was mostly, kind of adorable. <laughs> mostly looking at the price of the game itself to see if I could uh, justify yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's a bad thing to walk around Kickstarter for sure. <laughs> or to look it's around It's dangerous. Like, I can't believe you just spend your time on there. 
I do not spend my time on there. I, I visit occasionally. Occasionally. Because I know if I go all the time, I sit here like I am now. Well, should I back should that I game? Should I back it? Should I not? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> exactly. And then you see 24 hours left and you're thinking about it for the next oh, 24 hours. I, I've gone on there all of two times and I look at the games and I'm like, 24 hours. Okay, should, should I do it? Should I not? Should I do it? Should I not? And then I miss it and I'm like, should I have done it? Did I make the right choice? It sucks. It's bad. Well, Kickstarter is FOMO. Fear, oh, absolutely. Fear of missing out. <laughs> absolutely, it's fear of missing out. That's how they make all their money. Yep. Okay, you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. And now for our main topic. Things that bug us in board games. Board gamers. I, board game manufacturers, please take notice. I, I think the only reason this is fresh in our minds and one of the reasons we wanted to discuss it was viral. Viral. Absolutely viral. Right? You know, it says two to five players. I don't think I'd want to play it with two. No. And I didn't have fun playing it with five. No. And we've played games like this before where the player count is just, like, they, I don't know how they determine it. Because, I mean, we've talked about in Space Base as well, the expansion allowing, what, six, six, six and seven, seven people. Yeah. And how we're like, that, that to me, that means that game is going to take forever, right? And people are going to be bored. So it, it's like, I know on one hand they want to be like, hey, we can fit this many people at this board game. But on the other hand, it's like, just tell us how many people this game is meant for. Because yeah. we don't want to fill it up too much. And that's one of the nice things with Board Game Geek where you can go to a game and people actually vote to say what the best player count for a game is. And there's times where I disagree with what they're saying. Yeah. You know, there's very few games that I don't want to play with the max player count because I want to... I like playing with a big group. Well, of course. Everybody likes playing with a decent-sized group. It's just like it sucks when you get to a game where they're like, hey, we play this many people and you play it and you're just kind of sad. Yeah. You know? There's games I've played where the turns take so long that you're just sitting there waiting, waiting for it to come around to your turn. Yeah. Especially games where the mechanic is very like you have to watch everybody's turn before you can make your own because you don't know what's going to change on the board. And so you're sitting there. Yeah. Just just waiting. Got nothing to do. Yeah. Like Scythe is a game that for player count, it says two to seven. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have played it at two. I've played it up to five i think jordan has played it with seven and uh, it's a game where you're always thinking and doing something but at two it was very solitaire right i w- if we weren't near each other i don't think i would see him the entire game <laughs> you could put a screen up and there would be no difference yeah, it's it's really you're just it's an individual engine builder at that point right and games do change with player count Definitely. i just i don't always agree with you know, let's let's do that extra player, or, or let's say this is good for two people when it really isn't. Yeah, right? a lot. I feel like a lot of games should, that are not specifically meant for two people should say three to five player. Like, yeah, like we play a lot of three player games. Yeah, like me, Jordan, and your mom play a lot of games at three at at three players. Oh, definitely. Uh, that for most games is a sweet spot. That I. I can't think of a game that I've played at three players that I was like, you know, I didn't like this. Yeah. I'd say... Uh, oh, actually... I-, I can get it in here. Harry Potter, I would think, would be more fun with four people than with three people. Well, so from what I've read about Harry Potter is it's actually significantly easier 
with two or three people. Oh, okay. Uh, everybody says at two people, you can go right through that campaign and you're laughing. It's done, right? Where at four people, it is very, very hard. And, I can see that because you have that. to flip the the amount of dark arts cards that come exactly. out. Exactly. Your dark yeah. arts cards are double. Yeah. So I guess then there's another thing, not just talking about player counts, but moving on to like, you know, mechanics in the games that can drive us nuts or the design games that have those like in your turns, the game fights back. Right. Yep. And how that can affect you. Sometimes those are just too powerful. Right. I've played multiple games where that's just been a bit of an annoying part of the game. Yeah. You know, and I find that in co-op a lot is there is that punishing factor to it. Yeah. Where you're beat on, beat on, beat yep. on. Oh, we win. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I like games that add a challenge. Yeah. But aren't too overpowerful. Yeah, I like I I don't mind a game being like, okay, so you're doing good. Now we're just going to knock you back a couple steps. Yeah. That's not awful. It's just when it's so hard that you have oh. to either alter the game or play, you know, kick somebody out so you can actually finish it. That, you know, or it's just too random, right? Yeah. And, and that's my biggest pet peeve on most games is if it's too random when you play. Right? Like if that randomness affects how much fun you're having in a game, like Catan, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. we, we, you know, we're not beating on our old shows now that we're on episode 22 by any means, but uh, it's, you know, it was one of my main points is I don't like the randomness yeah. of the dice where you can sit there and not get a resource for 27 turns. Yep. And it, honestly, any resource game I find can have that effect. What's the other one I was playing? There's, there's so many resource games, I've lost track of them. There was one I played in the past year or so that really was, it stuck out at me because you're just kind of going, you're like, okay, where, where do I get this resource? Where do I get this resource? Where do I get this resource? Like, at least in Catan, in theory, you have that trading ability, right? Yep. Where you're able to trade somebody for a resource if they're getting a ton of it, or you can trade some in. A lot of resource games do have that option, the trade-in option, but it can be so hard to get the amount of resources you need or be able to give up those resources yep. to trade them in. So, it, you know, there, there's some where it's kind of like, I wish it was easier to get these resources. Yep. Uh, another one that I, I'm hit and miss with is bidding mechanics. Yeah, I don't like them. Because sometimes, like in Raw, I like the fact that everybody puts one bid in, then you move on. Uh there's games where that bidding can go on forever as people one up each other or two up each other, yeah. right? Uh, we got lucky. People we're playing with on Raccoon Tycoon didn't do that. Yeah. But it could be really prone well, to I, that. And I just don't like bidding mechanics in general because they it's like, okay, here's this thing. Now you have to try and somehow like outsmart the other person to get the thing that will get you all the points. And it's like, I am not good at the bidding I well, don't have a poker face. I don't, I'm not, I'm just not good at that mechanic. And so when a game is based around that, it's like, I'm not enjoying this. I don't enjoy this part of the game. And a lot of it is, if you have money, you just overbid everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, what other mechanics or board game related stuff that uh, drive you nuts? Drive me nuts? I mean, I've already talked about worker placements and, you know, the ability to block you out okay. of your, of your spot. Like, I, I think it's the Euro games that are the more like focus on your own board, but the the worker placement games where you are aren't able to get something right because there's yep. one spot for it and somebody else has taken it and now you are stuck 
and you have nowhere to go. I, I, I'm just not a big fan of that. I like being able to, you know, at least do something, right? Yep. And there are worker placement games that I've done where I just, I can't. I can't do something because I either can't figure it out or what order I need to do it in. And you can get behind on worker placement games really easily if you don't figure out the mechanic quick enough. Yeah, I think, you know, in some worker placement games, everybody fights for the same spaces. Yeah. Right? And I think that's one thing I agree. It's, you know, I like worker placement where there's lots of good choices. Yes. And you know what? I found like like Everdell is one that I like because I feel like you always have a choice of something to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that is... A few of the things that uh, just a bug couple us. of the things that annoy us. There's a longer yeah. list. Yeah, take us out for coffee. I can keep going for yeah. a while. No, <laughs> <laughs> in general, there's not many board games that I've played that just annoy the heck out of me. Yeah, but there are little nuances to them. Exactly. Okay, you're listening to Board on the Air. I'm David, and I'm Shay, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good night.